welcome, 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 welcome to the RIP 28 podcast. This is the RIP 28 podcast. It's a podcast <laughs> where we friends get together and we talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. I am your extremely attractive host, Slider Sports Guy, joined by a few of my good friends. You know, as always, we start off with the president. What's going on, El President Tate? What's up, good people? See Nez in the building, as always, man. We're going to get it popping. I don't know why we keep letting Sly get away. We're talking about he handsome and good looking and all that. But, you know, we're going to let it slide, I guess. Hey, man, that's what the women say, man. You you read the comments. <laughs> the comments, they always say the same thing. They say, oh, damn, that Sly is, he is, I see, he is just so fine. Hey, man. That's what the people say. I thought I said, heard him say chance of making bangs. That's <laughs> what the people say. Well, we got to talk about your favorite coach's favorite coach. What's going on, LBZ? What it do, man? It's BZ, the GOAT, your favorite coach, favorite coach. Here to get it in with the guys once again. Let's get it. Well, check this, check this, man. Hey. Something about the RIP 28 podcast, man. Something about the RIP 28 podcast. We are everywhere. You know, BZ, what we tell them all the time. BZ, we tell them all the time, man. We're everywhere. Everywhere you everywhere. want to check out a podcast. Everywhere you, you want to check out a know. podcast. We there, BZ. Am I right? Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. I mean, it ain't no reason. There's no reason you should be missing out on the RIP 28 podcast, man. It ain't no reason. It ain't Whether you're no. driving, sitting, working, doesn't matter, man. We we, we, we supply your needs. We yeah, supply this. We everyone. Y'all got to stop this look, look, Y'all got to stop this looking at that thing, too. Y'all got to subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, share it, man. Share. Tell somebody. Well, check this, man. The reason I'm telling you we're everywhere is because we have a huge international following. We're, we're, we're followed around the world, man. We're followed around the world. And what we like to do, you know, we want to increase black and brown relations. We want to <laughs> increase black and brown relations. So our Latino pop, our Latino following has been demanding, demanding that we bring this man on. They say, hey, man. Hey man, we need somebody to represent the culture. We need somebody for there culture. for the culture. So <laughs> we had to go and find the coolest Latino we know. We know. one and only Mr. Last. What's going on, Last Moran? Hey man, what's going on? Is this uh Last? A full name Lasano Mariva. You can call me Last. And um, I'm the ghost of Zapata. For those who know, this is Zapata right here. And you know, I'm out here just uh trying to come here to the podcast and see what we're gonna do. You know, trying to figure out how to how to how to flow through this whole thing. Give <laughs> the people what they want. Deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have we have no the idea. Baddest, the baddest Latino in the four oh four. Is that El Chapo? Oh no, 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 man. No, no. <laughs> Stop it, man. Come on, I already told you not to tell that in public. <laughs> Don't be talking about that in public. Well, yeah, we have no idea. Uh you know, we, we try to we try to figure stuff out as we go along, as we go along. But and you know, we don't want to step, we don't want to slip up and 
and, and uh, put our put our support behind the wrong thing without fully researching it, like somebody <laughs> somebody we know out in the world. Uh, one, the one, the one, Mr. Kyrie Irving, man. man. Um, apparently, apparently, young Kyrie retweeted retweeted um, the the screenshot of the, the the title of a of a movie that's out there, and apparently, this movie talked bad about the Jewish people. So Ooh. now, Tyree has caught a whole lot of hell. For that, and they forced though they forced though, but he said he wasn't gonna apologize, but they forced him to apologize, man. What y'all think about that? Well, it just needs to slow down, man. Like, dude, I, I know I know you heard about Wayne talking about shut up and dribble, and I don't believe in that. But this dude just needs to shut up. <laughs> like, I just play ball, man. Uh, you you cold one of the coldest players ever, you know, to play basketball, man, but you can't stay out your own way, man. It's like you do not have to. Put all this stuff out. Like it, it seemed like he trying to wreck his career or something like that. I'm like, man, if that if it's that important to you, quit basketball. Go be go be your uh, I don't know. Yeah, Martin Luther it's King, like, Michael Max type dude. That's what it's like. First the Earth is flat, and now this, right? Remember he used to say that. Look, look at Eric. Look at everything. He say, he say look at everything. He be like, this dude, this dude crazy, man. What? He's a good baller. But the thing about Kyrie, though, he don't get a lot of credit for this, man. Kyrie has always been a real generous guy, too, though. You know, he's always been on the front line of helping people. Um, I, I remember when the WNBA uh, doing the COVID thing, Kyrie uh, pledged, I think, $5 million. No, 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 no. It wasn't no 500000 It was in a million. It was, it was a million. One, it was either $1.5 million or $5 million to to help uh, WNBA to underwrite. It might have been 1.5 million. Might so, Google is our friend. Yeah, Google our friend. Google. We don't want to. We don't want to put nothing out there that's that's not that we don't we can't stand behind statistically. Uh, bro, we do this shit every week, bro. We do, we, we do this shit every week. Hey, hey, we ain't scared to be wrong either. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> we'll say some misinformation in a minute. You know, mm, but, yeah. but yeah, but Kyrie. we got to have a disclaimer over here from, from some other podcasts that I listen to where they say, you know, everything we say is based on ignorance. And that <laughs> way, you know, you can build up from there. Well, we just say that for slow. We don't really there say you know. that for <laughs> You know, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, um, but yeah, well, anyway, you, he did donate some money to the WNBA to help underwrite them. Uh, he done donated money to, to other charities and stuff. And I'm talking about big money. I ain't talking about just little money, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so he does put his money, he put his money behind where, you know, put his mouth where his money is or whatever. You're right. You're right. There we go right there. So, but, yeah, yeah, I thought that's what I thought. I know he put some money out there. That's pretty good though, man. Yeah, one point five to help somebody else. That's pretty cool, but you still—I guess they say you still can hurt people with your words. So you have to choose your words carefully, even though you're doing a great job in the community. But but here but here's the problem with that. With with what happened with Kyrie? Kyrie actually didn't say anything though. Yeah, but you can say a lot with that retweeting and all subtweeting and all that too. 
You know what I mean? It, it, uh, the appearance is, it may not be reality, but you know, you find yourself caught up in. But it's like, it's like oldest you, people. You, Sorry. No, go ahead, Lance. No, I was talking about like oldest people in 2016 that you started going to their Facebook and you knew that they were supporting a certain person. And you're like, all right, so you like that by association. You don't necessarily have to be or you, say you, you are, it. but it's like, all right, so I see where you're coming from, you know? You ain't got to say yeah. it, but you show your colors. You're you wearing that red hat. It's like, oh, oh, okay, so you want me out. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And there's people that you work with every day. You don't even think about it. So, I mean. Yeah, you're right, man. You know, I lived in Arkansas for a long time. Yeah. I saw a lot of people true colors. There? Know, when when uh, somebody got elected into the being the president. Yeah. They can't mess with El Real President, the chance in the house. So you need to worry about it. Yeah, him. they don't know the real president. <laughs> real. For sure, for sure. But but here's something else, though. Everybody talking about um, boycotting Ky- Kyrie and suspending Kyrie, but ain't nobody saying nothing about Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos and Amazon, the movie that Kyrie was tweeting or the movie Kyrie was talking about, it's available on Amazon. It's called from uh, Hebrews to Negroes. Negroes. From Hebrews to Negroes. Negroes, yeah. Yeah. So that movie is available on on Amazon if you want to check it out and buy it and see what it's about. But the thing is, it's like if this movie is so bad, it's so, so evil, why is it still available on Netflix? Why? I mean, not Netflix. Why is it still available Prime. on Amazon? So... Probably because of making money for people watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It affects I, the bottom line. I know the sales done went up now since uh since Kyrie August, said something about it. Yeah. yeah, since Kyrie said something, man. So you know the sales went up. So I'm pretty sure the dude who, who made the movie that brother's happy. Yep. That yeah. brother's happy. He, he making a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? What they talk about the algorithms? The algorithms went up, or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I guess they say uh, any publicity is good publicity, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes, right? That's true. Yeah, but it, I, I, I just don't, I, you know, I understand, man. If if you go and you talk some shit about a people, you need to, you know, you need to suffer the consequences for talking shit. But the thing is, though, it's like, it's like. When you say something about a Jewish person, the way that community reacts and everybody comes together and have each other back, I really wish black people was like that. I don't know about the Latinos, but I really wish black folk could have each other back the way Jewish people have each other back. You know, maybe, you know, life wouldn't be so hard for us if we did. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can't we can't have our backs. We we not even amongst Mexicans have our backs. It's like all right, when you meet a Mexican, you're like, all right, what part of Mexico are you from? And they, they depending on where they tell you they're from, it's how you're gonna react. Because it's different, different states, different regions, whatever. So uh, I wish we can we could be like that too when somebody says a comment about about Hispanic Latinos in general. But the reality is that all of us are like so mixed and so apart from each other that sometimes we don't really care. It's just like, all right, whoever said that, we don't care. I'm just here trying to just, you know, feed my family, forget about it. Don't so get any drama. So you said there ain't, ain't much difference between that. 
Nah, not really. And, and a matter of fact, I think it's, it's more difficult for having like a, a voice of a Latino in America than, than, than anything else. Because like I said, because of so diverse, like the Caribbean Latinos, the Latinos from Central America, the Latinos from South America, Mexicans, it's, it's always different. Like even if you tell a Mexican like, oh man, you're from Guatemala and they get mad. I'm like, don't get mad. Guatemala was like part of Mexico at some point. So, you know, it's, it's just don't make no sense. You know, I had a real uh, learning experience from my kids, actually. And uh, I was talking to one of my kids, and I said, uh, hey, I was like, um, you know, they play sports and everything. I was like, what's that Mexican girl that's on your team? She was like, Dad, that's racist. She was like, she's not yeah. Mexican. She's Hispanic. I was like, I did not, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I thought, I thought she was Mexican. But, you know, you really got to take into account that, you know, Hispanic, all Hispanic people are not from Mexico. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I learned something that day. And, you know, it, it was it was innocent. I thought she was Mexican. It was my bad. Yeah. Just, just uh, I guess, assuming. But the, the, <laughs> the fact of, of, of assuming that that is a, uh, uh, a kind of like a cuss word, you know, don't, don't make any sense. Well, it, it, like, no, no, like, no, I was telling you, like, no, on an office space, when the guys is not office space, but you know, the office, the series is a Mexican guy that's gay, whatever, yeah. whatnot, right? And it's like, oh, do you prefer another term other than Mexican? It's like, Michael, I'm Mexican. And then Michael's like, oh, okay, I understand. No, you don't understand shit. You know, he's just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? The biggest problem was? Huh? I think one thing I have learned, you know, growing up is, uh, is kind of, like, you know, when you make these assumptions, like, you know, you assume you see a Latino person in California, you assume they're Mexican, you see a right. Latino person in Miami, you assume they're Cuban. Cuban, right. You know, you see a Latino person in New York, you assume they like Dominican or Puerto Rican. Right. You know, you see you see a Latino person in South Carolina, you just assume he lost. <laughs> you like, how, how you get here, bro? Hey, man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, like a good friend of mine told me. I was like, so it was like a Latino, black, you know. And it's like you're just confused, man. You just, you'll find your own spot. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you're just confused. No, nah, but hey. I, I feel you. What you're saying, yeah. Like Texas, you could say it's Mexicans too. You know what I mean? Uh, all the border, but definitely like border. Latinos. You say all right, Mexican. But like, if you see like uh, you talk about somebody like Oregon, you were like, ah, uh, okay, like I don't know. It's kind of hard. But you know, the biggest problem with what Kyrie said is, is that the commissioner is Jewish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy almost Silverman? Said, almost said David Stern, but yeah, Adam Silverman. Adam Silverman. Adam is it, is, I did Jewish. not know that. Right, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah, he's Jewish. And that's why, um, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it was frowned upon more but you know when when he's the commissioner, the the head honcho, and you offend his culture, of course there's gonna be a lot of backlash and and some kind That's of right. repercussion, you know. He's gonna be out for a while too, because I saw the stipulation for him to come back. It was like five hundred uh, community service hours. He had to donate to A, B, and C. He had to do some other things. They turned they turned down his five hundred thousand dollars. Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. It, it was still something. It, they said he had to donate five thousand dollars to some type of uh, racial charity, racial or charity. something. Yeah, the, the anti-defamation uh, league they turned down his money. Yeah, I heard that. Huh. Like, uh, he didn't really mean it. 
so. no, like you know that that's messed up. And like if you're gonna say you're sorry, man, if, if you're sorry, go ahead and say it, man. Like, don't be too proud. But, but I, I, I don't know if he was sorry for real because he only said he was sorry after Nike dropped that ass. But uh, a, a lot of all it is that happens is mostly a, uh, more than a racial thing. It's, uh, it's a class thing. It's classism. Like you said, the Jews, how they, uh, they will get, uh, um, you know, how they will get together and stop this type of comments, Jewish community. And, and like he's trying to give money to them and they don't really want that money. If it had been a Latino or another, another community, they'd be like, all right, give us that money and you're good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Actually, go ahead and offend, go ahead and offend us again if you will, but just make sure we get that cash. Hey, check, so, check this out: the Rip Twenty Eight podcast. We ain't go. turning it down. Why are you talking about cash? We ain't turning it down. Go ahead, uh, cash <laughs> us. Dollar sign Rip Two Eight podcast. Dollar and sign Two Eight P O D C A S T. Go ahead. And it's always open. Always open. What time of day? Evening or night, make it chinga linga ling. We we'll take it. We'll take it. We ain't turning it around. We're gonna make sure your money go to a good cause. A good cause. A great cause. A good cause. Check check this out, man. Check this out. I know we're talking about basketball, man. We was talking about professional basketball, but we want to move it down quite a few levels, man. Quite a few levels. Instead of the pros, man, we want to talk about the youngins. This is something that came up on our um, timeline. Uh, one of our Facebook friends, one of the followers of the RIP28 podcast. I'm not going to put a name out there. Um, we're a national commission. Yeah, once again, we're a national show. We're an international <laughs> show. We're an international show, so we're just going to put the clip of what she said says, maybe you sport gurus can help me understand this. Is it normal to have four cuts in middle school basketball? I guess the, I guess the coach accomplished the assignment of seventh and eighth graders, but your team consists of two seventh graders and 13 eighth graders. Exclamation mark. My kid never <laughs> stood a chance in my eyes. We feel, we feel robbed, but the grind won't stop. Is this normal? We gonna we gonna start off with the with the coach in the house, LBZ coach, head coach of a basketball team. You, you saw you saw what she wrote, uh, BZ. Um, is this normal? Was was her kid robbed? I mean, what what you think? Now I got something I got to say. Go well, I, I won't. I would never say he or she was robbed. I'll say it all depends on how many kids you have out for the trial, depending on how many cuts, because it's impossible to say if you got 30 kids that you could individually see every kid. So you try to give the ones that, you know, that may be able to help you, you try to give them a chance. But at the end of the day, every coach is going to pick the players that he or she feels fit their system best. And us parents, we have to get out our feelings about they did my kid wrong, he or she was mistreated. No, we weren't mistreated. We got to hold our kids accountable and get them better on that level. That's facts. That's facts. What about you? Now, Chance, you used to coach. Chance, you used to be a head coach. And middle school, you used to go to middle school. Sport, yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, like, like seriously, like, you go, you think uh, 
if that kid was good enough to help me, I'm not going to pick him on my team. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, if, you know, okay, so say you got a seventh grader and an eighth grader that are almost exactly the same as far as being a good player. You going to kick the eighth grader off the team or you going to kick seventh grade? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm probably going to kick the eighth grade. Now, if it's varsity, like, I, I've had this uh, conversation, I guess, with you guys a couple times. I know I've had it before. Like on a varsity team, I don't believe in 11th graders being on a JV team. Like, if you ain't good enough to make the varsity team, then your career over unless you make a team next year. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, seventh grade, you know, go back and play rec league, get better, and uh, and come back next year. I mean, you're going to have most of the F grades on that team if it's a seventh F grade team. So, yeah. And if you uh, make a team, you got to be special. Like, like, do you want to be a seventh grade on a team that don't get no playing time? Like, you want to sit the bench <laughs> the whole time? Like, bench. If, if you're in seventh grade, I mean, you you get in that you get in that game. Yeah. What I was trying to say here is uh, the, the, the lack of character that the mother is influencing on that kid is just awful because – why would a mom go out there online and be like, oh, my son, my son? No. Like, that, this kid need to go back and watch Michael Jordan Playground from the 90s, where that kid that played Kane in, in Venice Society is shooting a rock and can't and can make a shot, right? And then he's like, oh, I bet you Michael Jordan didn't even get cut. And then Michael Jordan all of a sudden appears on the picture. You know, just teach him all the knowledge. That is just Nietzsche. Like, this Nietzsche knowledge about... <laughs> how to actually succeed and better yourself. It's right there on that video. Just go on YouTube and watch it, lady. Give it to your kid and you have to hustle again and try again. And if it's good enough, it's going to get picked next week. But you can't have the mom go out there like, oh, my son, my son. That, that Like I said, <laughs> I mean, that to me is lack of character. And the kid right there is suffering the most. Yeah, that That's is. why he need a father figure, a father <laughs> structure that will be like, shut the hell up, work on your game. Come back in next year and make it. And if you don't make it, it's fine. At least you gave it your all. That's what I think. Hey. That's that's why I'm not a coach, man, because you can't be slapping kids around. <laughs> check check this out, man. Um, for me, when it comes down to this right here, you gotta put yourself in that coach's shoes. That coach got 60 players out there, 60 kids out there trying out, trying out for 15 spots on the basketball team. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, 15 spots on the basketball team is still hard to manage. That, yeah. that You know, you get about 12, you know, 12. And, 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 and you know the worst thing of that? That later in life turns into, oh, why it don't get no overtime? Why is she getting overtime and not me? Oh, uh, why not getting that pay raise? Man, just work what you got to do, and then eventually it'll come up. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go out there just, like, complaining, you know what I mean? But I mean, like I said, like that, that the coach though, like you said, like what's that, 60, 70 kids you gotta take care of? It's it's crazy. Yeah, they, they look like they need two teams. They need two coaches. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you have your A team or B team or whatever, but I mean, it's only 15 people on the team, man. You, you gotta you gotta really show something to where they like, oh yeah, I want this kid yeah. on my spot. Yeah, man, just but, work on it. Just work on it. That's what the kid gotta do. Well, well, check, check this. And, and this is this is my thing, man. The coach got 60 kids to pick. He got 60 yeah. kids to pick. And and what he's going to do, man. <laughs> well, oh, we're looking in the comments. We actually got the uh, 
we actually got the person who wrote wrote this is in the comments. We're gonna hit her up in her inbox in a little bit. <laughs> she won't come on, but she she is out. Yeah, first time in the pod, and I already feel like I'm being crucified. Going to get crucified. In a second. 20, she said it was twenty-five-seven, Brady. Yeah, twenty-five. I mean, mm. I mean, and only two made it. I mean, man, that's tough, man. Like that's tough. Team. That's tough. Team. It's a good team, like, right? Like even even if you if you are better, and them tryouts, if you did not do better than the other two, I mean, that's how it goes, man. You got to step up when when time to step up. I mean, I know right. every, everybody think they get the best, but. You know, you got you got to look at it from the outside eyes. It's tough for a coach because when you when you're thinking about it, you want the best team possible. And when you're talking about middle school, you only have two years, seventh and eighth grade. So it's not like you have a whole lot of time to develop that kid into that player, young man, young lady, into you know this whatever you need or want them to be. So it's tough on the coach. Um, cut day is always tough. You try to put the list up and probably leave at lunch because you know that's when everybody's going to be looking for Coach, why ain't make it? Why ain't make it? Well, you're trying to fill the best team. And if yeah. you had four cuts, I'm sure it was a large, large number of, of players. And it's unfortunate. She, so, she, ain't, waste, she ain't waste no time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we gonna. Uh, she, she's listed as royal daughter, so we'll we'll leave her at royal daughter. This is actually, actually the lady who who wrote the post that we're reading. Um, I got. I got go. Hey, I got go get some some to drink. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so you ain't got to run, man. But uh, just to get nobody my address, Chase. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> But we're gonna, we gonna give you we gonna give you a chance to go ahead and, and, and jump in and um let's pull up let's pull up exactly what you wrote but uh but yeah <laughs> we, I, I'm here how y'all doing uh -oh. Oh, how you great. doing Royal I'm great now now you are a little bit disappointed that your uh, son did not make the uh the the eighth grade squad I mean the the middle school squad. And you wrote uh -huh. you wrote this post right here, and what what we I think what we're all basically saying is it ain't really we don't feel you were robbed. We don't we don't feel that you were robbed. It just may be a fact, and it might sound cruel. It might sound cruel, but as a seventh grader, I think we all kind of feel that your son probably just wasn't good enough this time. He, he wasn't good enough, and. And this coach got to pick 15 people out of 60, out of 60 people. And, mm -hmm. and those eighth graders are going to get the preferred slots. The eighth grade, it ain't no doubt the eighth grade is going to get the preferred slots. And for him to be in seventh grade, he has to be really, really, really good. And, right. He has and, to compete. And, he has and, to be competitive. He has to hold it down and make himself noticed. So what me and my son, you know, what we have done in preparation of seventh grade tryouts, you know, he plays red ball, he plays AAU, um, you know, anytime he can get an opportunity to have his hands on the ball, it is. I'm that mother that I'm his, I am his ride or die, his number one supporter, his chauffeur, his mentor, his coach, because I'm also on the court with him, passing the ball to him, working on his shot. Nothing is given to you. 
in this world. And that's the number one thing I tell my son, you got to work for everything that you want in this world. No one's going to give it to you. So rather than not my son or someone else's son actually made it or didn't, my point was, or my feelings were, I just felt as if none of the seventh graders actually stood, stood a chance. You know, after speaking with my son, there was so many things that he did reveal to me, as such as they didn't compete. The eighth graders were already, you know, on the court as if they knew they had their spot, which I'm not mad at that, and which I have also come to understand is that, you know, for the seventh grader who didn't make it that year, that last year, now is their opportunity. So that makes sense to me. But when I'm seeing it done at other schools who are just as large as my son's school, it just raised questions as to why did this coach not, why wasn't he also able to have at least four seventh graders to make it balanced? Even the kids who didn't make it no. was like, the children who made it was like, he felt as if the other kids didn't have a fair opportunity. It ain't, it ain't about being balanced. It ain't, this ain't, this don't got, uh -huh. balance, balance don't have nothing to do with winning. All right. This about okay. It's about winning and putting the best product out there, and it's his. It's that right. coach's job. It's that coach's job to put the best team out there. So, in, in your mind, he should have cut two of those eighth graders and brought up four more seventh graders. I mean, brought up two, brought up two more seventh graders. I, I, no, I, I, I'm not I, saying that's what he should have did because I said, want you whoever said he should have had at least four seventh. Whoever, days. no, whoever's competing the best deserve deserves a spot. Eight or seven. I, I think your argument needs to be that they need to have a seventh grade team and eighth grade team. Right, they do. Yeah, and, and if, if, I mean, if that's the case, it'd be all good. But when it's a seventh and eighth grade team together, you, you got to deal with those consequences. Um, right. It's, it sounds. It sounds like you have four cuts, right? They have four so, cuts. So right. that that means he was really close to making that team. So I mean, yeah, he that, was. That, that he should was. give that should give him some determination. Like, hey, I almost made this team as a seventh grader. Right, right. Now, trust no. and believe there's no, you know, he's not sad or we're distraught or we don't know how to move forward from this. You know, it's a life lesson and it's what you do from it. You know I what may, I'm saying? If I may say something real quick, uh, if I was a kid, I just like some acknowledgement and respect from my family, some new Jordans, and that's all I need. I need <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the kid, because I've been there, I've been there before. I'm chubby, I could run, but I had a shot, I could shoot, right? Right. And every time I'm like, close to like beat the best team in the league in my hometown of Mexico, which, you know, by the way, it's not really good ballers, but uh, it was like, Hey moms, I was close. You're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, you did a good job. You did what you had to do. Uh, yeah. But then I had an uncle of mine that be like, you ain't shit. You can't play. You, can't play. you ain't shit. I don't know what you're trying to play. I'm the one that can play. They see me when I walk in the gym and they know it can't beat me, but they see you and they know it can beat you through me. I'm sick of you. Like you, you basically tell me like, you know, just retire. And so uh, all of that was like, I'm retiring. I'm still playing. And I kept on playing. And I never really amounted nothing, really. But I, I love the game. And um, like I said, some new Jordans. That, that's all I need. Just give me some new Jordans, bomb. That's all I need. <laughs> but, Ms. Roy, on the, on, the, on the real tip, it's good that you, you, you are helping your son, you know, yeah. over this hurdle. Because a lot, a lot of parents. Absolutely. A, a lot of parents wouldn't know how to respond or rebound from this. And it could be detrimental to the kid. Exactly. So I am glad that you know how to handle it. You're taking it in stride. And um, I would like to say to your son, you know, just keep going. You know, uh, Michael Jordan got cut in middle school. They told him right. he wasn't good enough. So just keep just keep going, man. And um, 
keep your head up and, and just know good things happen to those that keep working, you know. Absolutely. So that's a good thing, you know. And, and another thing I, I, I may, if I may, is um the uh rip 28 pot. We could probably get this kid some some a gift card or some or an Uber no, Eats or something. We don't give <laughs> shit to people who get cut. Bring the kid in the pot so we can give him some positive feedback. Uh, that's all right. Just right. double it up next year when he makes the team. <laughs> there you go. Next year. Next year. There you go. We got to make the squad before he gets something from uh, well, uh, Now, another well. thing, yo, uh, you royal daughter. That means that you're royalty. So you're the daughter Absolutely. of somebody there, king. So this that's king right. is your prince. He's gonna make it. Don't worry about that. He, he, we're not worried. Well, we're I'll not worried. Miss Roy, your daughter. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'll talk to you off air, but I um, you know, I do training myself. So if you if you want to make the team, just just bring them by T2 training. You, you know, we'll get him right. I'll get him right. And yeah. you know, connect yeah. with me. He has a training going. He has a few guys in his life, you know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not short of anything, you know, and God is first for us. So, you know. We good. Well, we good. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. He trying to post to the pro. Those guys that was in his, that's in his life, they let him down. They let him get. <laughs> he ain't make the team, so they failed. They dogged the team. I'm, I'm missing this boy. You know, I'm, 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 it's all good. But here's my thing. Here's my thing, Tamara. And 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 what? No, you just said name Royal. No, it's all good. My name is Tamara. It's fine. <laughs> but 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 here's my thing and this is what i was worried about and i'm glad you cleared up a lot of it i was worried about the sense of entitlement um because what's going on with a lot of kids now a lot of kids feel that hey i tried so i should be on the squad i'm supposed to be on the squad and i wanted to make sure that that you didn't you that you weren't pushing that entitlement hey you're supposed to be on the squad yeah. Uh-oh. Absolutely, I I hate that mindset. I'm from the I'm from the mindset of the old school. You know, you don't you gotta work for anything around here. So no, nothing is like I said, nothing's given to you. You gotta work for it, uh, and that's what I definitely try to instill in my kid. And I knew I was going to get crucified when I, you know, when I made no, the post. But you, I don't care because you're not you, crucified. you no, you well, definitely no, not. I know, I, I I know I have because certain people have certain views, and it's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I want to understand it. You know what I'm saying? And you ask questions for understanding. Because like I said, I am not a guru. <laughs> I don't pretend to know everything because I don't. Once my son told me he wanted to make it to the NBA, well, I'm all I'm all the way behind you. You give me 100%, I'm going to give you 100%. Hey, We're going to uh, run with it. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's one thing. Your boy in seventh grade. Right. But next year, he might be five inches taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> right. You right. know what I'm saying? So like. Oh, it's going down. It's absolutely going down. Don't don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Because right. right. I, I, NBA is all about height these days too. So yeah, if you ain't six three or taller, it's gonna be hard for you. Now, one but thing that's I love, his, you know, that's his goal. Is, but you know, whatever, whatever God, whatever, whatever path is for him, it is for him. But if you're gonna give it a hundred percent, whatever we do, you know. Well, hey, now I got kids that play sports too with me. And, you know, I think they're pretty good athletes and everything. But they, <laughs> and it, it ain't all about all about that. You got to make sure you do your thing in the classroom, too. That's make right. Sure, That's sure right. You get you He's go. an A and B student. I don't accept no less. Hey, and one so, thing I got to say to Royal Daughter is I apologize if I said something wrong. 
by saying something about the self-entitlement or whatever. Uh, nah, you but, said what nah. you said. It's all good. Nah, but no, 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 <laughs> what I mean is... No, nah, man, you got to cut that from the pot, man. You got to cut that from the pot. <laughs> no, nah, but but the thing is, like, what you said is key word right there is you, you're his uh, ride or die. Uh, that's that's some solid stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, that, that's the most important thing. Like, yeah, man, all in life, he got somebody he can depend on the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. So, so he, he going to be successful in whatever you do. And whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hey, speaking of getting cut, shout out to Leon Pitts. He online. Ah! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, oh, man. man. Hey, but, but truth be told, shit, shit, I got cut from the middle school basketball team. I did. As, I got, as you should. I got cut. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, man. I, I remember Coach Smith. Coach Smith, had, what, he had about 20 people on the goddamn team, man. He had a whole bunch. He had so many people. He he ran out of jerseys and gave people t-shirts. I tell you, but I'll tell I tell you how he, I made a team. He cut I'll me. You, though. He cut me because I wasn't uh, his favorite person in the world. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how I made a team. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lamb. Because we all know it was one person <laughs> on that team that I was definitely better than. <laughs> Should have been cut for that middle school uh, team. I don't know who you're talking about. So. Uh, well, he, he's not he's not seeing this because because we're blocked, so he won't be seeing. Oh it. man, he uh, won't be seeing. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you know who that was from the game? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Stop lying. Chance knew who it was. Chance. No, who else would Sly be better than <laughs> in basketball? Now, come on, be for real. But but and, yeah, and, man. Ain't many, that's why I ain't but my thing, my thing is though, man. It's it's a tough job for the coaches, and and I talk I talk trash about that person, but that's I love that boy to death. I, I love him to death. That that is, even though he get mad at me and he stay mad at me, I love him because as a matter of fact, he a middle school coach right now, and so I'm pretty sure he dealing with the same issue, and I know because of his good heart, he probably one of them coaches who carry thirty people on the team too, because he got he got a real good heart himself. Oh yeah, but no doubt. But it's a it's a tough position those uh, middle school coaches in, and and you ain't gonna like this, uh, royal daughter. But I I I am I say this and I stick beside it one hundred percent. A single mom or a mom is either the best thing that happened to your <laughs> team or the worst thing that'll happen to your team. And I, I, I stick behind that 100%. So we just hope that, that you're going to be the best thing and not the worst thing that happened to this, this squad. Oh, gosh. That's a good one. Definitely the best thing. You know, I'm not here to impede on anyone's progress or what anyone's doing. I don't, like I said, I don't know it all. I don't know enough. Sports wasn't my thing prior to my son. So, you know. But what I am going to do is ask questions and I'm his advocate, you know, and I need to know all the ins and outs of what's going on. So, you know, I'm his manager. I'm his marketing person. You know, this is the things I tell my son, you know, at this age and level, I'm the person that's making sure everything is moving for you. Without me, you can't get to none of your practice. You can't get to none of your games, you know. So and I also want the coaches to understand that, too, when it comes to like even travel ball. Without us, you can't get to, you don't have any access to the kids. So it's all a learning curve for everyone, the kid, the coach, the parent, and we're just as invested as anyone else when it comes to time. When I get off my eight to five, we're going to someone's gym, we're going to someone's practice, 
or if he has nothing, I'm taking him to the gym. I'm making sure he gets what he needs to be a successful athlete. Uh, and on the back end, you got to have A's and B's. You got to take the trash out. You got to clean your room. Things have to be done. Yeah. So that's uh, the kind of parent I am. I'm just here that, to make sure my son has the best. Check this. We appreciate we appreciate you jumping on and joining us and, and cleaning Absolutely. for us, man. Like I say on the RIP 28 podcast, we love to have the people here. We love to have the people. So we're going to talk to you a little bit later. But All right. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Make sure you share now. I will. I will. Most definitely. All right. Well, check this. A um, lot of stuff going on out there, man. I guess we don't have no real. Now, that's a real good question right there. We should have asked that question, uh, Braun. I ain't, I ain't think to ask that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, uh, well, hell, this is a terrible transition, but fuck it. Uh, what about Takeoff? Takeoff, <laughs> local rapper from the Migos, yeah. was in Houston was in Houston and he was at a private party at a bowling alley. And then they say they were shooting dice or arguing outside and take off, end up getting shot twice and died. Take off, rapper from the Migos, dead at 28 years old. Damn shame. And you know, it's a lot of rumors and a lot of things going around. Nobody really knows the exact truth except the people who were there. And in the days that we live in now, everybody wants to go live. Everybody wants to jump in and tell their own story. Uh, every, doing everything for clout. So I done heard a bunch of other people on Instagram and stuff saying that they were there, they were there, they were there. And the story that I'm gathering is that uh, Takeoff wasn't even, um, he wasn't even in the mix of everything going yeah. on. And he and he got and he ended up getting shot. He ended up catching a catching a stray bullet from somebody on his team. Call a stray mm-hmm. bullet. Somebody on his team. And and the young man is gone. Twenty-eight years old, another rapper dead. Oh. It was one of his partners? Yeah, that's what you know, that's the word on the street is one of his partners shot. Mm-hmm. One of his partners, um, According to Jay Prince, Jay Prince released something, a statement talking about somebody was shooting with their eyes closed. Hmm. Wow. Right. Sucks. Hey, 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 this stuff is just ridiculous, man. I'm like, one, one for me and him, you know, he uh, from actually the same county I'm from, and they were doing some amigos, they were doing some good things at their school, and I think they had an AU basketball team, all kinds of stuff, man. You know, they was giving back to the community. But, you know, I'm like, you rapping, man. That don't mean you got to actually live that life, man. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't the only one. You know what I mean? This this stuff been going on for, forever. Since Pac and Biggie. Yeah, man. He, um, yeah, like you said, he from Gwinnett. He from Gwinnett, man. That kid from the suburbs, man. He ain't. He wasn't no thug. Well, I don't know what happened after he grew up, but where he from? He from. He went to Burkmar High School, man. He dude went. He do do from the suburbs, man. Wow. He, he from the suburbs, and I don't know, man. It's just fucked up. They say his uh brother. They say his brother was the one who um, not brother, his uncle, Quavo was the one who was arguing, 
And then a fight broke out, and that's what happened. This is what Jay Prince put out there. Jay Prince was saying something, uh, trying to find it. He said, I will sum this up by saying a gun in the hands of any human that closes his eyes to shoot and doesn't have the proper skills of operating that gun is dangerous, and the results usually end with innocent people who had nothing to do with the altercation being shot or killed. So I guess according to Jay Prince, uh, somebody was shooting with their eyes closed. That sounds like the I got shot with Gangsta Legends from the Boondocks. Yeah. I got shot. Man, it's it's enough for that, man. Like we we eventually we gotta grow up, man, and stop putting ourselves in these situations to where somebody getting shot, man. Cause it's it's too much of this. Like Chance say this dates back to the East Coast, West Coast with Biggie Pop. You see uh Pop Smoke, you see all these uh these young African-American rappers being killed, man, before they even have a chance to live life. You know what I'm saying? 28 years old? Yeah, I'm like, is, it, is this is this something they doing on purpose out here, man? Yeah, you know, these record labels and all that stuff, they like, all right, well, if he a real gangster, let me sign him. So then I, you know, we signed this contract. But, you know, I, I know I ain't going to have to pay that contract out because he's going to end up getting shot. Uh, you know, I, I done made me this, I done made me this money off his album for you know one two years, but man, he gonna do something or be in the wrong environment, and you know I'm off the hook. But I done made this cheese. L.A. Who knows? I talked to uh talked to a friend of mine about this, a friend from California. Shout out to my boy. He says his name is Golden Cinco, and uh, we were talking about this, and he's like, man, this this is madness, and. The thing they need to understand is like you need to leave the hood in the house. When you go out there to this event, you're not in your hood. Just just leave the hood. <laughs> leave the hood somewhere else. Cause something's gonna go down. You know? And and he's like, that's why when like Chicano rappers, Mexican rappers touring all over America, they don't pass a certain way. Like they go to Texas and back. You know what I mean? Like from rappers from California, they'll go to Denver. Uh, they go to Utah, they go to Texas, but they don't usually make it all the way here. For some reason, they just like, I right, my hood ain't, ain't, ain't strong enough all the way over there. And the thing what happened with um, with with this situation is, like, like you saying, like he was a good kid and he went to a good school. He didn't have any need to go into get into this type of situation. But you know, shit happened. Yeah, it's a sad situation, man. It's a sad situation, but the thing is, is how do you avoid it, man? How do how do you avoid it? Because you look at certain things like, um, like technically they say Quavo. I mean, uh, Takeoff wasn't even involved. He was just he was on the side, you know. He was on the side, and you look at something like a a P and B Rock, P and B Rock, when he got shot there late, he was just outside eating dinner with his old right. lady. And then um, a dude was in the parking lot and said, oh, well, let me go and rob him. You know, so it wasn't like he was actively engaging in any type of beef like them Chicago dudes do. You know, so it's like, how do you avoid this shit? You know, you got this um, this podcast, these, these guys over here. Um, it's clowns, just clowns. Let's just yeah. call them clowns. <laughs> and, and this is what I don't like. I, you know, they're going to speak. Go ahead and play. 
and, and, and we'll talk while they play. We never do this on this show. But when rappers get shot and killed, um, it's, it's, we, we, and we hate. talk about the culture, but they're not a part of the culture. Go ahead and let it play. Let it, let it play. Is it, is it, do you hear the sound or not? Yeah, you hear the sound. Okay. Eat it here. And it seems to happen um, every day. <laughs> well, now Real rappers labels, are... labels will go, hey, I'm a great rapper. Where are you from? And and then the, the, the label will go, sorry, sorry. Hey, I'm a great rapper. The label will go, where are you from? We like your demo. Oh, I'm from fucking uh, Bronxville. This and they awesome. go, no, that's not working. Well, I'm from Yonkers. What street? Oh, and then you shit. say the street, it's not dangerous enough, they just hang up the phone. Yeah. So now rappers are being chosen after they pass the initial They thing. sell their catalog to the company. Based they on where shit, they oh, live. Oh, 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 and then oh, oh, hope oh, oh, they oh, get killed. See, this is oh. my thing. This no, is let me just, uh, uh, this, this guy's right here. This, this guy's Anthony Cumia. He used to be in uh, one of the biggest radio shows with Opie and Anthony, where they have Patrice O'Neill yeah. in there as a habitual. And then this guy here is Gavin McKenna's, and uh, he's uh, created the Proud Boys kind of as a joke. That's how it started. So, you know, the point of view, and, and they mocking what happens, not, not knowing what really transpires, you know. So just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, do wanted to say something, uh, guys? Yeah, see, this is my thing. You got people from outside of the culture. You got people from outside of the culture, and they go and try to speak on the culture like they have some type of authority or some type of knowledge about it. When they have absolutely none. Ain't no, first of all, uh, record labels not going to anybody hood and say, oh, 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 you ain't being shot yet, or, or your hood ain't dangerous enough, so I ain't gonna say. The way record labels work now, man, you know, if you got views and you got a following, they gonna go and sign you, you know, they just trying to sign you. You know what I'm saying? In a perfect world, the record label don't wanna sign a guy who gonna get shot next week. They ain't gonna yeah. make no money. You know what I'm saying? They want, they want, they at least want to keep him around for for a year or two. You know what I'm saying? So he can for a tour, right? To go on tour for a year. Yeah, <laughs> so they can get some money. So you got people outside of the culture having these conversations or saying these things. Yeah. It kind of pissed me off, man. Now, um, as a, a the Latino point of view in this whole thing, right? Now that you're saying there was somebody from his entourage that actually pulled the trigger. Um, there's a similar situation back with some rappers in Mexico. They happened probably about 15 years ago where a guy was having beef with another guy. So an external guy went ahead and told the, the big guy, like, hey, somebody trying to shot you, I'm trying to get you. Now, the whole thing happened. And what happened at the end of the day is the guy that was warned that was being uh, on the lookout, you know, he shot to the floor and he hit the guy, it ricocheted and hit the guy that went ahead to warn them like hey this other guy trying to get you so i can see that happening but this guy like i said i don't know like everybody that heard what happened this guy made a whole song about it it's called cartel de santa they have a whole song about it about what happened and it's very similar to the structure of the song that's called somebody's gotta die by biggie so i'm thinking it's just all crap they made it up but bottom line is it was a guy that was his friend that got shot and dead and 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 it was it was like he explains that he shoots to the floor. Like first of all, like why would you shoot to the floor? Like if you're gonna shoot the other guy to come in and get you, you're gonna shoot the guy, right? You're not gonna shoot your friend. It's just some crazy stuff. And then it all it all transpires and it goes to like, oh well, you know they had to offer a life to the fame and this other 
occult type of thing that going on. But what if, if if this is what happened, like you know, the guy that wasn't his own crew shot him, you know, it's a shame and it, it, it just sucks. People, uh, people do uh, mock other things that were successful, so that could that could definitely be the case that you know they're trying to replace some stuff that you know they thought was was popular back in the day. Yeah, and, they, and, they got and, a lot of clicks and likes. And me being an enthusiast of hip hop, like I can see when they when they making it up or when they ripping like a like a hip hop song in English, and they just like translating it in Spanish. You see, so I don't know, man. The, it is uh it is a weird thing is I, I don't think it's happened to in the hip hop in the Mexican hip hop uh community to where like somebody gets shot like that kind of like Tupac and Biggie, definitely the competition uh, aspect of it of like one guy going against each other, uh, sending diss tracks it does happen all the time, um, but uh, I mean that is uh that that's some crazy stuff anyway you know. All right, man. All right. Well, check this, man. We're getting close. We're getting close. We're getting close to that time, man. Now it's about time for us to take a walk, a walk down the 90s block. The 90s block, man. Now, last, we're going to walk down the 90s block. What we do on the 90s block, man, we take, you know, two things, two or three things from the 90s and compare it to something. Because we're all, you know, kids born in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. So, so that 90s was our golden years, you know, our, our, our early. Most impressionable. We must impressionable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. TV. <laughs> so this one, we want to get something from the beginning of the 90s and this one from the end of the 90s. This is the great debate among black folk, lads. This is a huge debate among my, among my people. Well, you ain't never lied. Well, it might a fight could break out on this shit any moment. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you choose? <laughs> 1991's Five Heartbeats or 1998 TV miniseries The Temptations? Which one? Nah, 1991, definitely. You say the Five Heartbeats. Yeah. The five I like heartbeats. this. I wish. What about you? What about you, uh, President? Hey, I'm Five Heartbeats, 10 toes down, brother. Hey, that my that my one of my favorite movies for sure. I mean, Temptation was good too. I mean, but it wasn't the Five Heartbeats. Five Heartbeats, my favorite. Well, for me, I'm out, I'm out to agree with the president, man. I'm out to agree with El Presidente, man. Because my thing is, I'm gonna be honest. I don't trust you as a black person if you can't sing some of the Five Heartbeats songs. I can't fuck with you if you don't sing the fire heart. You know, when Eddie Kane hit that note when he comes sliding wow. across stage in the beginning of the movie, if you don't, if you don't sing like Eddie Kane, hey man, if you don't sing that note, I, I can't, I can't. Hey, hey, and then everybody feel that too. You know, we ain't got no hey, money. Man. We ain't got no fancy car. Uh -huh. no. We live life with me in the old movie stuff. <laughs> hey, Chance, hey. I was, uh, I was hoping, like, I don't know if I ever be. If I had the opportunity to be back here in the pot, but I was hoping you can let me take you all the way back to the origin of hip hop. Uh, the origin of to the origin of we the gonna bottle. Pause, we gonna pause that one right now. We gonna stay on the body because I know I know where this one gonna go. We gonna be yeah. here. We gonna wrap this thing up. We'll be here all night. All right, all right. We'll be all night talking about it. All right. Well, what about you? What about you, Albizi? Man, you ain't gotta ask me that. <laughs> 
You ain't got to ask me, man. <laughs> you know it's the five heart. It's, it's all about the five Come heart, on, beats, man. man. It's that all about man. the five heartbeats, man. Eddie Kane Jr. Y'all don't want no Eddie the same with y'all. <laughs> oh, Eddie. You, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with the five heartbeats, homie. So okay. check this, man. Hey, man. It's been another awesome episode of the Rip 28 podcast, man. Before we get out of here, we got some short, short, short pardon shots. You got some pardon shots. We always start off with the president. What's going on, El Presidente? What's your pardon shot? Man, hey, another good show, fellas. Hey, I, I enjoyed it, man. We had a good time. You know, just uh, I got my my daughter high twelfth grade basketball season coming up, so you know I'm gonna be uh incognito doing all these games, man. It's a uh, it's, it's, it's going down by that time. Shout out to Courtney. Shout out to Courtney. What about you, Beasy? Any parting shots for you, Beasy? Man, let's hate more love, man. Let's hate more love. And what about you, our esteemed guest, our console? Console. Ah, man. <laughs> el console, el console signs off. Saludo a todos los mexicanos que ven este show. And, I mean, I just live life, man. That's all. Be free. All right, all right, man. We don't know what the hell he just said, but it's kind of cool to the motherfuckers. So we, so we gonna rock with it, man. Hey, it's been another great episode of the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast, man. This is a podcast where a few friends get together and we talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we keep on talking about them on the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast. And this is what I got to say for all you fellas out there trying to figure out how to please your lady and make her happy. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> she love you. She gonna love you. I <laughs> uh, holla. See you next time. Is how it is? There it is. There it is. It go like this. Look at that. It go like that. It go like that. She love you, right forever. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Rip twenty eight podcast. Pete, man, nice. Thank you for having me. Take care. That's our road. Que pasa? El guapo. Nah. I don't know what that means. That it sounds good. Whatever. It was. <laughs> we we done work. now. We we still live. We uh. We are about 